0: We're talking about should you date in early recovery? I have Recovered Life contributor, recovery coach, and wellness coach, Keola Raines on the line. How you doing, Keola?
1: Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Always love having you on the show. I love this topic. Look, we get a lot of questions in the Recovered Life community about should you date in early recovery? Very controversial. You've had experience with this, you know, as a recovery coach. And somebody in recovery. Yep. What's the deal with this, Keola?
1: Yeah. So for me, I learned early on, I would say in the first 30, 60 days, the my mentor that I was working with, and I was in a program where there was sponsorship suggested uh, that there's a few things you don't want to do in early recovery, and that's date. Take on tons of new responsibilities at work and continue to go to the old same places and hang out with the same people that you used to hang out with. So I heeded a bit of that advice, but the one thing I did not heed was ending the the new relationship that I had started Um, just about three months before I started my recovery journey. So I do have experience on being a person who was given the suggestion and four and a half years later, I'm happy to share what that looks like, the things that I had to uh, risk because I chose my, my own path and just, uh, I'm happy to just share my experience. I don't want to tell anyone exactly yes or no, what you need to do. You know, you listen to your intuition I think that you can learn from my experience, though, and make the best decision for yourself.
0: You know, Keola, you're not really one of the things that they do emphasize in early recovery. And I know 12-step programs, sober coaches, therapists, they all give this advice, do not get into a relationship. I mean, I heard that over and over and over again. Now, most people don't pay attention to it, but it is right up there, right? It is like I would say the top three, like, hey- Probably it's better to remove the alcohol from your house. And by the way, don't get into any relationships in early recovery. Yeah. Right. So it is something that, you know, people do talk about a lot. There is a lot of that advice. Yep. I mean, why do you think that is? I mean, there's pros and cons, obviously. What are some of the pros and cons
1: um, of getting
0: in a relationship early?
1: So we'll we'll go with I'll give you the the bad first in my experience. For me, the challenge in taking on a relationship as I look back over the last four years is that I risked some of my own personal growth. So you are going to miss out on some of that alone time, that reflection time, that being down in the soil by yourself and planting a new plant for yourself because you're taking on the energy and the needs and desires of someone else. I was just learning how to take care of myself for the first time in 37 years and so to put myself in a situation where I wanted to give time and spend time and think of someone else's needs it it just wasn't the the smartest move at that time. Another thing is that you you could potentially start to resent that person which that happens in relationships in general it, you know long-term relationships where you just the person kind of starts to bug you and now you're again just learning how to deal with resentments and you risk building those with someone who you're you're just getting to know uh also and i learned this later on this is a realization that i i just came to the love and the butterflies and that to get all that oxytocin I was replacing my substance with that. I didn't realize that in that moment. It just felt really great because this person was so nice and it was so new and they supported my sobriety journey. But I, again, didn't realize that I was not giving myself a chance to kind of detox from a heavy overload of dopamine. I was switching over and using that, you know, his presence as that. And I'm grateful that. Uh, our relationship is still solid, but they're risking that personal growth and building those resentments for me. It's something that now I have to work through that in my relationship. So those Absolutely. are the
0: challenges.
1: yeah the pros. You know,
0: and I think the danger zone. Real quick, you you mentioned yeah. something. I want to dive into this a little bit too. I think one of the things that people talk about because I think I've heard this and I've heard this from people that I've worked with. Right? They'll ask Well, well, why? why not get it or why not get it? And part of it is, I I, I think this whole idea of escapism, not dealing with your stuff because you're in a codependent type of relationship where you're just focusing totally on the other person and kicking your stuff down the road until you get into a point where, Hey, now you're in trouble You might be having cravings. You might be in a situation where you're triggered. And then all of a sudden that you've you've relapsed and you don't understand what's going on. I mean, I think we'd have to be kidding to say that we haven't seen that, you know, in the recovery journey for people, right?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And even if it's not that you're putting it all into that person, you've gone from you to we, and you haven't even figured out who you are. And now you're trying to build a we when- that, that person may or not be solid and you're still trying to figure out who you are. And now you're going to just together with this shaky foundation. So, yeah.
0: Well, you know, and here's the other thing too. I want to, I want to get your, cause I know a lot of people are going to talk about this. There is a dip. There is a difference too, about who you actually are dating to in the situation <laughs> in a relationship with, because I know a lot of people that are in early recovery will meet people in early recovery. Now, That is super problematic because they always say like six sick people attract sick people, right? So if you haven't really worked out your stuff, you're getting in this trauma bond relationship. And I think we've seen that in recovery is that two people who really can't get their stuff together right yet because they're in early recovery. You shouldn't have your stuff together necessarily yet, right? Are now joining forces for like (laughs) bigger dysfunction
1: forces of confusion. (laughs) That's what it, that's what it is. And you know what, listen, the reason I'm learning again, people are going to do what they do. Are there folks who didn't follow directions and somehow are managing? I'm sure there are. I'm, I'm one of those people. I know one other, the author of stash, actually, she talks about this in her book. She met her partner in a facility, uh, a rehab facility, and they're together now years later. And so she also talks about like, this is not the norm. This is not suggested. Don't use me as an example necessarily of it working. I'm, I'm also telling you, she and I are both telling you, don't do it. (laughs) I live vicariously through the folks. I have a girlfriend. She's got a year, a year and a half alcohol-free and she, I just watch the way she's moving in her own place with her own space, not going on dates. And I, there's a little jealousy. I'm like this, I see why another, I see why you are glowing. So if you, if you, you know, I'm telling you from my experience, It's, it sounds like there are some things that I really missed out on by not following that advice and not following that direction. There are
0: pros and cons. And I think one of the confusing things about this is there is no direct answer for this, right? Like there isn't because like, obviously you were attracted and was dating somebody who, you know, maybe didn't have a lot of issues, maybe was very, very stable. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the big issues, I know if anybody's ever sponsored anybody in a 12-step program or coached or had a friend that's gone through uh, early recovery, I think one of the things is with early recovery you find out a lot about yourself. You yeah. find out a lot about maybe patterns that you've had. And I think one of the things that I was told early on was, is like, this is an ability for you not to be able to really learn about what you actually want in a relationship Mm -hmm. because maybe you don't know the sober you right doesn't necessarily know you know the 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 drunk you maybe thought you know the active addiction you thought one thing but now the sober you you is going to want something different. I mean, do you find that a lot with the people that you work with that maybe rush into relationships? And now, you know, it's a year, two years later and said, well, I wouldn't necessarily pick that yeah. if I would have already worked my stuff out.
1: Yes. I see that with people I worked with. I see that with myself. <laughs> I, also see that with folks who are, have been in long-term relationships and they wake up because they've been drinking for 20 years or using for 20 years and they've been married for 20 years. And then they stop and they look at their partner and they're like, what was I thinking? And there is a whole process there. I hear that a lot where people are having to do couples counseling, because they're, you know, saying to the partner, I'm a new person now, I who you met 20 years ago and who I am now because of this journey is different. And so we're going to have to shift something. So that's also something to be aware of, to be mindful of as you grow yeah. and change the people around, you're going to grow and change. And this encouragement that's given in wisdom and guidance from people with years of recovery and years of experience, Is only to help you get the most out of your your journey. So
0: absolutely, you know, Keola. What are the big takeaways here? Because I know people that are listening to this might be, you know, making that decision, or maybe they're just in an early relationship and deciding whether they're going to take it, you know, further, or if they should bail now. Right? Like, you know, these (laughs) are real issues that I hear, you know, in recovery all the time. Um, What did you learn? Because I think that is really that's really all the advice that people can really give that are, because every, every situation is different, but what did Keola, what did Keola Reigns learn Yeah, from dating in early recovery or, or getting a relationship in early recovery?
1: I learned that it's important to have some time of intentional solitude, a season where you are just really pouring into yourself, 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 if, if that's a, if you're able to do that. And I also learned that you risk a bit of personal growth when you attach yourself to someone early on in this journey. Um, I also learned that I, and many people will experience a transfer of your new dopamine source where you have this new love and excitement and and these feelings and these hormones, and you don't give yourself a real chance to fully detox from that overload of dopamine. So while I, I feel lucky and grateful that my relationship is is solid, I am now having to redo or revisit some of the lessons that I missed out on. And, and so it's, there's a risk. That's that's just the easy way. It's, it's a risk. You're taking a big risk on a journey that's already very challenging and already has obstacles. It's almost like you're adding another obstacle to uh, your journey by jumping into a relationship.
0: Great advice, Keola. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been really great advice. Thank you so much, Keola Rance.
1: Okay, bye. Talk to you soon.
0: Sometimes addiction recovery can be a lonely battle, but you don't have to fight it alone. At Recovered Life, we're dedicated to helping you live your best recovered life. And that's why we're inviting you to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Every week, we carefully curate exclusive content from leading minds in addiction recovery, mental health, and all things important to the recovery lifestyle. Stay in the know with the latest news about addiction and get exclusive invitations to special recovery-focused events and explore insights tailored to support recovery from alcoholism, drug addiction, codependency, disordered eating, dysfunctional family dynamics, gambling, and so much more. With our newsletter, each week becomes an opportunity for growth, healing, and taking a step closer to the life you deserve. Take your first step towards a brighter future today. Go to recoveredlife.us and subscribe for free. Sign up now at recoveredlife.us.